0: Welcome to the Dogcast. For Greyhound Racing SA, visit grsa.com.au. Yes, welcome to the Dogcast, brought to you by Greyhound Racing SA. I'm your host, Tim Edwards, back in the seat today. Sean Matheson's here from Greyhound Racing SA. It's our last show for the season, uh, Sean, but it's going to be a big one.
1: Absolutely, yeah, really looking forward to it. Uh, Yates, he did a fantastic job last week and got you back this week, so really looking forward to next year, how that's all going to play out with our dual hosting there. But... Yeah, great to have you back on board today. And what's going to be a huge show, um, everything all culminates, I suppose, Thursday night with our mm. Festival of Fire um, feature races. But, you know, we'll wind up the show and, and we'll obviously talk to Matt Corby as well a little bit later in the show. Yeah, and
0: what didn't change is you kept tipping winners, Sean. So that well, <laughs> that's continued. Well,
1: mm. let, let's hope it um, Yeah, it does continue. But, mm. yeah, it's been pretty good. Mm. Uh, when you only have to find one, Tim, it's yep. not so bad. You guys, you and Yates, you have to find 11 or 12 every meeting. That's hard to do. But uh, I'll take my win last week. Yeah, we're
0: going to review all of the big races last Thursday night. We're going to check back in on the Phoenix result uh, result at the Meadows last week. Of course, the National Straight Track Championship was run last Sunday. There's been so much happening. As Sean said, we're going to talk to Matt Corby, who just recently resigned at Greyhound Racing SA. He's been the CEO for 11 years. That's all coming up on today's edition of the Dogcast. (laughs) The Week in Review. Okay, it's been a big week. It's all thanks to Fresh Pet Food Co. Proud suppliers of uh, pet food into our GAP, SA Greyhounds and the GAP Prison Programs here in South Australia. Visit their website for more information. Visit Fresh freshpetfoodco, All freshpetfoodco.com.au. Sean, it's been a huge week, so much happening. Before we touch on the local stuff that's been happening, let's check out the uh, straight track championship result from last Sunday at Kapalabar. Of course, my name's Craig. And he's all-purpose represented South Australia. They finished fourth and fifth, respectively. The Queenslander deck 52 was just too strong trained by Darren Russell.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I actually thought the South Australians ran unbelievably well. Um, Mm. The talk was leading up to it. We mentioned on the show last week, you need to have a couple of looks at Capella bar. It's an interesting track. Mm. Um, And so it was a really rushed period to get our qualifiers from here to there, have a look at the track. Um, and they ran fantastically well. My name's Craig running fourth. Um, he's on, uh, sorry. He's all purpose. He's all purpose mm. running fifth. They they were all up there mid-race. They were. But the uh, the two Queensland dogs, um, they opened up the rest of the field and they ran away with it. Um, and then the New South Wales qualifier came third and then we were fourth and fifth. So we beat the Victorian qualifiers. Mm. So I think we did unbelievably well. Um, yeah, it's... It's a really good concept, the National Straight Track Championship, but clearly um, the advantage is is home, home course. State. Yeah. So uh, I think next year we go off to Richmond um, and then the following year we'll have it at Murray Bridge. Mm. So, uh, you know, it was a good addition of it. And thank you to both, obviously, the Ben Rawlings and Tim Richards team for obviously qualifying, getting up there. It's hard nowadays to, you know, to move people around. I know the dogs were sent up there and uh, they did SA
0: Proud, I think. Fourth and fifth, a great result. Yeah, they certainly did. And, of course, Saturday night we had the the Phoenix, which was uh, the all-talked-about Phoenix, which I guess is the uh, sort of similar situation where we're tracking towards the Gallops where they have the Everest. Yep. Well, this was the Phoenix. and It was won by Wow, She's Fast for Jacqueline Greeno. Um, Aston Rupee, no luck for him. Uh, he just didn't yep. begin and, and that and when you're in a field like that, uh, it's going to be hard to win.
1: Yeah I hope for Aston Rupee and Ray Border that it doesn't become a trait that in a field he finds trouble yep and you know one on one or in you know shootout races he, he breaks the clock. he ran track records mm. at trial venues leading up to this. Uh, he just finds a little bit of trouble in these races and, and at the top level, group one level, you can't give a, give yep. away a start to these dogs. Well, she's fast, um, had a big boom on her had a couple of, um, average runs, mm. but then really found a form in the final, uh, the Phoenix great addition of it. I think next year, I think they might head towards more of a corporate type of event, yep. um, rather than having some interstate qualifiers. Um, but it was a great. You know, for the first year, it mm. created so much interest and got to a wider medium. And Victoria and the other states who were involved, and obviously the corporates that were involved, did a great job of promoting it. So from that aspect of it, mm. it was a great event. Uh But, yeah, Aston Rupee, he's got plenty of good race wins in him, and yeah. he just needs that touch of luck, Tim. I just... He, he drew poorly again. He can't find a, a box draw at the moment. So hopefully that'll turn around for him.
0: Yeah, of course, the two that got away, I guess, the Phoenix and the Adelaide Cup for Aston Rupi yeah. this year. But most of the other big races he's won. So yep. um, you can't have them all, but uh, he's had a terrific year and well done to wow. She's fast. Gee, Lauren Harris is Greyhound. Uh, Don't tell lies. Our Oaks winner earlier yep. this year has yep. won a heat of the Bogey Lee. Now that final will be this Thursday night. So... Um, we're all fingers crossed that uh, Don't Tell Lies can take that out. But she couldn't have been any more impressive than what she was. Well, Tim,
1: anyone who watched the race, she was going that fast. The cameraman couldn't keep up with no. her because he was on the on the second and third dogs and she was that far in front of the field. He missed her. So, um, yeah, 29.73, she was the fastest qualifier. Race six on Thursday night. She's drawn seven, mm. but she showed the speed that she's got. It's all about the start. Mm. She's got the speed; she can just roll up there. She's super strong, as we know, and um she's going to be a, a big player in this final. What but did to, she draw, Sean, in the she, final? She drew seven. Seven okay. drew seven. So mm. wider on the track, but it's an even bunch mm. to come out. So if she can begin, she's got the strength there as well. Um It's a credit to Ryan and Lauren, by the way, because mm. these heats were postponed a yes. week. Mm. Um So. She could have come back and competed in some of these Festival of Fire races. Good money to be had locally, but they stayed true, kept her up there. She won $6,000 for that heat, and now she's in a a group to 45,000 to the winner final. So we wish them the best of luck because they've they've had a crack with her and uh, no doubt she'll do us proud again.
0: Yeah, we can't wait to see what she does on Thursday night. Now let's quickly check these Inferno heat winners last week. We had uh, the Inferno, the Bonfire, the Ashes and the Flames. So they're all part of, the, uh, of the, um, the Festival of Fire races at Angle Park over the last uh, week and a bit. And, of course, the Inferno Heat winners, we had Harbour Blues, which is one that you yep. tipped yep. out last week, which yep. you were spot on the mark. You said he'd lead and win, and he did. So yep. everything Sean says today, we're going <laughs> to no. write it down, and that's how Christmas turkey paid for. Yes. Um, Springvale Maddie was able to win as well. Yeah. And Aston Gypsy, who was the most impressive for you? Uh, I actually think Springvale Maddie was the most
1: impressive for yep. mine. She, she went in at a 5.13 for a split, which is amazing. Mm. Uh, and she's so young. And she's come up against experienced campaigners here of sprinting dogs. And uh, she off the back, I thought she was a possible chance to get run down, Aston Carlos. But she almost clicked into another gear and Mm. and raced away to win by an extending two and three quarter length. So I thought she was the most impressive. Uh, It's a tough final. As mentioned, Harbour Blues did what Harbour Blues did, led and won. And Aston Gypsy... Uh, loves the rails and did get the rails run. The slowest of the qualifiers, thirty eighty four, and drawn poorly in the final. So, yeah. but uh, yeah, I think Maddie was the most impressive for mine.
0: Yeah, she's diff- definitely a different dog at Angle Park. She yeah. goes much better there than she does at Murray Bridge. So, um, that should be a ripper. We'll talk about that final a bit later on. The Bonfire Heat winners were Victor Reed and Webleck Star. Now, Victor Reed got up in the last stride to grab Adele's Entity, who ran huge, first yeah. run at the distance. Yep. Um Star 1 Victor Hayden Unlucky. Uh this is going to be a cracking final.
1: Yeah, over the 595, the best of our 595 middle distance dogs. A lot of money for Victor Reid. Um the, the, Mally Magic was also in that, yeah, race. Yeah, disappointing. He was uh, I have a 10 I have a belief that Mally Magic had a tough run the week before and might have just taken a little bit out of him. Mm. But uh you know, full credit to Victor Reed. Um, it was his first run at the was. 595, along with Adele Zenni. They were both very impressive. Um, so I'd be looking at them to have more improvement in the final. Weblake star for Neville Leckel winning the second heat. Uh, Good run, rugged and ready second. Victor Hayden, Mm. I wouldn't put a line for Victor Hayden at all. Um, Needs that touch of luck early, Mm. and we know what he can do and the the times he can peel off. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a really interesting race. All of those greyhounds, a big chance in the final,
0: I think. Yeah, we had the Heats of the Ashes. We had Stout Manelli, who was so impressive. First run uh, back and Forsaken, who got up at cricket score odds. Um, Nobody had him, I wouldn't have thought. Victor Grosso, the unlucky dog in the race, but... He's become costly his last two, Grosso. Um, I was a bit hesitant with him last Thursday night, but there was a yep. heap of money for him from box one. But he got crossed and he found bother, and um, yep. he's just not jumping like he was. But he's going to be a player in the final. A massive player in the
1: final. Yeah, I don't think box one's his go. Not not a, not against the real top high-class sprinters. And what I mean by that is high-class early, that they can peel off really fast. So Victor yeah. Grosso's never a dog that's going to ping no. out and peel off a 5'20", first split time. So box one, I thought was going to be a bit of a problem. He did a fantastic job to qualify and running third mm. forsaken. Well, it was no fluke the week before when he won, no. at, when he won at $50 and he went mm. again, won again at $50. Neil Mann must be giggling to himself, mm. um, collecting hopefully all those winning tickets. Yeah. Uh, so he was, uh, he was a good run, but yeah, the most impressive performance almost of the whole night was Stout Manelli. I think mm. 30, 25 off the back of a break Um, He could have been a bit soft um, first up, but Tim had him wound up and and I thought Fantastic Victor had him, had him cold, um, but he kept coming and got the job done by a neck.
0: So expect him to have plenty of improvement as well. Yep. And the heats of the flame, Victor Jess, two hands, George were the winners. Victor Jess just jumped and ran, kept going and two hands, George, good run, first look at the distance.
1: Yeah. Yeah. it's a wide-open final. Uh, I wouldn't take too much out of Victor Jess running 0.6 of a second faster than the oh. other heat mm-hmm. to Hans George. I think right run, right conditions suit these dogs. Um, Victor Jess was impressive, and um, you know, Clint Trengove, he's got his team firing. So. Yeah.
0: All right, well, that were the heats of all the big races there, the Festival of Fire last Thursday night. It's been a big week, so much happening in South Australia, Victoria, Queensland. It's all happening everywhere. But that has been the week in review. Thanks to Fresh Pet Food Co. The preview. Yeah, the preview this week is all thanks to the four nights of Christmas at Angle Park in December. This is the final night, of course. Uh, Big night planned on Thursday night. We're going to get ripping weather, Sean, around 28 degrees. It's going to have a real Christmas theme about it. There's going to be barbecue, desserts, all trackside, live music, face painting, amusements. It's going to be a hell of a night. There's nothing else to do in South Australia. The cricket's finished, no. so um, come down to uh, to Angle Park Thursday night. Oh, it's going to be great. I mean, we're also going to have some fire performers. Um,
1: you know, obviously work health and safety is okay, but yeah. um, we're going to have some great performers there. Um, we've really highlighted as well the the opportunity for people to pat the dogs after the race, mm-hmm. A little an area there, which has always been there, but now really highlighting to people. And there were so many kids and, and adults around that area getting a pat of the greyhounds. It it was a great night last Thursday night, and this Thursday night, is it does all culminate. So Mm. uh, looking forward to it, as you mentioned, great weather. So, um, yeah, encourage everyone to get down. And let's not just talk about stuff off the track, on the track, Tim. Mm. What wonderful finals we've got. We've got, you know, six feature events, over $100,000 in stake money up on offer. So uh, the race is going to be hot on track as
0: well. So we've got some big prize money up for grabs here when you look at some of these races. Let's first of all check The Flame, which is race number three. That's the yep. first of our features. Now, uh, Two Hands George was a heat winner and so was Victor Jess. Well, they've come up with boxes one and two. Victor Sage has come up with three. Zambezi Icon, four. Victor Emma and Twin pick in five and six. Now, this is over the 5.95. Yep. I think the box draw is probably, uh, probably pointed towards the two heat winners. Yeah, I think so. I,
1: th- I think they've got the advantage in the box draw. Um, they got the job done last week, so why wouldn't they do it this week? I'm more leaning on an each-way basis for mine, just for this race, to to Twin Peak. Mm. I think coming from box six will suit, coming wider, um, and it was a good run last week. Uh, I think it's got the speed possibly to lead here. And if, it, if a twin pick led, I think he'd run, run a bold race for anyone. But but definitely the the box draws help the one and the two.
0: Yeah, I think the six might be over the odds too. It's a yep. uh, $10,000 to the winner too. So yeah, there's yeah. Uh, some good prize money here. Uh, the Blaze, which is a feature over the 7.30, which is race four. Again, 10000 to the winner. Yep. Snowy Jinx has come up with box one. New Year's Tears in two. Porridge box in three. Bedrock Fred in four, Barbados Express in six, and Frankie Boy. Well, he might be our new uh, stayer <laughs> yes. on the rise here, Sean. Yep. Uh, the truck's sort of gone missing, and uh, fantastic. Radley's off the scene. Yep. This fellow, Frankie Boy, is starting to create an impression. Most definitely.
1: Uh, yeah, this is a, a selected event, obviously, for our 730 metre stay, staying dogs. Frankie Boy could not have been more impressive mm. his last two. Um, there was three runs ago where he was very disappointing. Um, and some people might have thought, well, which is the real Frankie boy going to turn mm-hmm. up? Well, he's turned up his last two weeks. No reason to see why he won't turn up here again. He's just probably just got too much at the top end for, yep. for most of these. I think Barbados Express will run a big race and porridge box for Ray Fewings is a real progressive type. So I think they'll go well. Uh, if Frankie boy's off a fraction mm-hmm. and the thing is, if he doesn't begin and he finds himself back in the pack is a dog that wants the rails. Mm. He finds a bit of traffic. You know, some of these could pinch a brake on him, but I just think at the top end speed, he, he's he got them covered. And if he's anywhere near
0: them off
1: the back straight,
0: you'd think he'd be running over the top. Yep. He's drawn seven. Holway has drawn box number eight as well. That's going to be a good race. Race number four. Race five is the Bonfire. $15,000 mm. to the winner here. Uh, Victor Reed's come up with the red, Silmore House is two, Sir Truculent three, Webleck Star four, Rugged and Ready five, Webleck Pearl in six, Victor Hayden seven, Adele's entity number eight. She's gonna spear out looking for the lead Adele's entity. I think she might just pave the way for Victor Hayden to get a lovely run over here on Thursday night. Sean?
1: Yeah, I I hope that's the case. I hope Adele's entity doesn't actually cause trouble for Victor Hayden mm-hmm. going across. Because it will can work one of two ways. Yes. You can get a great card across, which I, I'm a bit like you leaning towards that happening. Um, but I'm just a bit worried if she could also cause some problems for Victor Hayden. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, Victor Hayden's the dog to beat here for mine. Um, he'll be really hard to beat. I do actually think sell more houses for Keir Hurley, and uh, th- their team is on fire they at are. the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, two starts ago, good odds uh, from box eight, was third last week. Again, was running home well from box eight. Comes into box two. I think will suit Selmore Houses more. I think you could play Selmore Houses on an each-way basis,
0: but Victor Hayden's the dog to beat. Yep, definitely so. I would agree with that. Uh, The the Spark is race number six. Another feature for 10,000 to the winner. Stranger Tides has come up with the Red Finnis Flash in two. Brief in three. It's won its last four. Kingsville Flyer four. Buzz Along, She's Flying five. Fantastic Curie and six, Psychotic Babe seven, Spring Agatha or Spring Agatha box number eight. This is a very even lineup, Sean.
1: Yeah. Now these heats, Tim, uh, we didn't mention it in the review, but they were conducted on Saturday morning. Yep. Um, for the zero to five win dogs, and uh, five heat heat winners uh, progressed through along with the other the three second place getters. A real nice up and coming event. Ten thousand dollars, great bit of money. I was leaning towards Buzzalong along um, in this event. I just think brief showed plenty of speed at a uh, first look at the 500 on Saturday and in winning and Kingsville flyer showed really good speed. I think buzz along can get a good card across uh, and be nice and handy. Uh, Stranger tides off the inside, hasn't drawn off the inside for Kieran Corby. Mm. So, and it'd be interesting to see how it goes, but if it gets crossed, I think it likes to be a bit wide uh, spring Agatha for Greg board. Can't Kennedy draw, luck. yeah. Mm. Can't draw a box. Spring Agatha, unfortunately, was a very, very impressive winner on Saturday. What did you think of the race?
0: Uh, yeah, I, um, I, I think Buzzalong's got a chance. I think Finish Flash is a, is a big player here. I know the connections have got a big opinion of this dog. Yeah. I know there's been a big talk about him. Um, he's he's going to be right in this race at around seven or eight dollars. I think he'll run very well. I think they've all got a chance. I really yeah. do. Fantastic. Curie's flying as well, but. Yeah, um, if I'm having a bet in the race, I'm backing Fitness Flash each way. That's yep. how I'm looking at it anyway. Uh, the Inferno race number seven worth $10,000. harbor Blues has come up with the red Aston Carlos two. Webleck Blade in three. Alfieri, can he turn back the clock in four? <laughs> well, he can. Victor Mikey's drawn five. Threaten six. Aston Gypsy seven. And Springvale Maddie. as we said about her earlier, she's got a great chance too. She's a, a flying machine at Angle Park. Are you yep. going Harbour Blues again? I
1: actually don't like Harbour Blues from Box 1, okay. um, to tell you the truth. I, I think Harbour Blues it can begin well and will cr- will virtually cross straight down to the rails because that's where Harbour Blues wants to get to. But I just think a few strides after the start, it, it takes a little bit to muster. I, I do actually lean towards Springvale Maddie from Box 8. I think she can mm-hmm. get the fly from there. Uh, I think she can cross them to the first turn. And if she crosses them, she'll be really hard to beat. If not, I still think she can run... She could lob second or third at yep. angle part. She's very strong. So I think she uh, she can really fly home. Um, tipping a dog from box eight in a, in a $10,000 mm-hmm. final is a bit of a risk, but I was so impressed with her last week. Um, uh, Harbour Blues will be hard to beat. Alfieri, I don't think he can wind the clock um, any further back than what okay. he's been doing at the moment. He
0: is going really well, though. Uh, but, yeah, I'm leaning towards her. How did you see it, Tim? Yeah, fabulous race. Oh, Spring Maddy flying. She was so good last start. I think if there's a if there's a blowout, it might be threatened. We know what Ben yep. Rawlings can do with his greyhounds on big races. He gets them out flying. So, yep. And he's a dog threatened that if he leads, he'll be very hard to catch. So I'm probably tipping the eight at this stage, but I'm, the value may be the six yeah, in, sure. in the race. But they've all got a chance. Uh, The Ashes, race eight, another big race. This is $20,000, Sean. Yeah. $20,000 to the winner here. Terrific money. Oh, yeah. Um, Always ho-ho drawn the red for Ray Fewings. Fantastic Victor in two. Forsaken in three. Can he do it again? Another cricket score odds? Surely not. But you never know. He's flying. Um, Wouldn't that be a feat? Victor Grosso's in four. Gemtree Maximus, five. Zinfandel Nikki six. Then we've got uh, Stout Manelli in seven and Sunset Toxic drawn off the track in box eight. All right. 20 grand. Who are you tipping? I'm sticking with Victor Grosso. He's mm. a He is a big race
1: performer. We saw in the Gawler Cup, um, one of your highlights of the year, yep. um, that I just think he's going to get the good run here, Tim. Um, uh, yeah, no luck like last week in running third. I think fantastic Victor comes out hard. I think Forsaken can be crossed by Victor Grosso. Gemtree Maximus is on the outside of Victor Grosso. He's hit and miss at Angle Park. Yep. Um, if he misses it, and Zinfenol Nikki is out of the six, he wants to get a bit wide. So I'm just thinking Victor Grosso is just going to get the right run. Get the right run mm. early. Um, I think he can chase down fantastic Victor mm. if he's sitting, you know, a length and a bit off him. I just. I just like him in this race just for where he's drawn. It was very much like the Gawler Cup. He's just sort of drawn the right spot mm. in, a, in a really strong race. Yeah. So I'm leaning more towards him. I am worried about Stout Minnelli. Um, if he produces anything like his heat. I'm just a bit worried about Sunset Toxic on his outside. He likes to um, come damn. hard left. Mm. Um, and just if he doesn't begin, he could find a little bit of traffic. But... Um, I'm leaning towards Victor Grosso. What about you, Tim? I mean, what is going to be the real mm. the real
0: highlight of the night? Yeah, well, Grosso won from the blue, I reckon, from memory at Gawler in the Gawler Cup. Yeah. So, look, he handles all sorts of boxes. He was unlucky last week. I think he's better away from the rail. I think he'll win as well. Fantastic Victor, as you said, looks the dog that will lead them up. Stout Manelli. can he produce another big run like he did last week's second run back from a spell? Yeah. That's the question for me, but he was so good last Thursday, I wouldn't rule that out. Always Ho-Ho's drawn the fence, and look, she's a rough chance for Ray Fewings. For sure, yeah. Um, but I'm with Victor Grosso as well. I'm with Grosso. Uh, well, there's six features there on Thursday night. It's a fabulous night. What was your best bet on the card, Sean? Well,
1: I could have picked any of the feature races, but they're going to be tough. Yeah. Um, I, I did go towards race nine number three Lana Rhodes for mm. Troy Murray um I just think she's the leader here and she showed last week in running second um that she's getting back I think to near her best and her best would be running a 3070 out in front here and I think she can run 3070. I think she'll be extremely hard to chase down. Uh, I think she's coming back into her best form. So race
0: nine, number three, Lana Rhodes for me. All right, race nine, number three for you. Tough night. I've still got to do a bit of work for this program. There's yes. there's some yeah. even races. But one I think the one that i will be betting on is Victor Hayden. I just do think yeah. that he'll win the bonfire. I really do. I think he's going to get the nice run over. I think Adele's entity will lead them up. I think Victor Hayden will lob second and put her away down the back. Um, I just think he's an above-average dog that's probably the best of the litter. I know Grosso's right up there with him, but yep. I think I reckon Hayden's the best of the litter, and I've made him the best on the program at this stage. But there's a lot more work to be done. There's 11 other races I've got to work through, um, and I'm sure we'll find some more value up on the, uh, on the Facebook and Twitter site for Thursday night. Sean, that has been the preview. It's going to be a super night there on Thursday night. If you can get out there, sh- certainly do so, uh, as we close in on Christmas time for the big night Thursday night at Angle Park.
1: The interview.
0: Yeah, the interview this week on the Dogcast is going to be uh, the CEO of Greyhound Racing in South Australia, Matt Corby. Uh, Matt, of course, making his uh, resignation just uh, recently here in South Australia. So we thought we'd get Matt on the show to talk about his decision and, uh, I guess, all the highlights that he's brought to Greyhound Racing SA in the past eleven years since he's been here. As we welcome Matt to the program, how are you, Matt?
2: Yes, I'm very well, very well, although these are interesting times, obviously, making a a fairly big transition in my life.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely so. Um, So, obviously, the news broke late last week. Um, You've been CEO of Greyhound Racing SA since 2010, 11 years servicing here in South Australia since arriving from the Sandown Greyhound Racing Club in uh, 2004 through to 2010, um, the decision, Matt, uh, first of all, um, to leave South Australia, obviously uh, tell us about where you're going and, and, and what made you make that decision.
2: So I'm taking up a role as the CEO at the National Golf Club on the Mornington Peninsula. Um, and, and to me, that uh, ticks a couple of boxes. I'm always uh, I'm a golf tragic and I've always had a uh, latent interest in finding in a, a career at some point in time in, in golf. And separately, it uh, takes us back to the Mornington Peninsula where, uh, where our children, who are now 16 and 13, but they, their youngest years they spent growing up on the peninsula. So we've got lots of lovely uh, family and friends over there. So it's a, a nice homecoming and also a, a transition into, um, into a different role after almost 20 years, or just more than 20 years in, mm-hmm. in racing. I think we would probably just got to the time where things are going well here, and I'm at a time in my life at 52 where I think I needed to uh, take on one new challenge. And so it's nice to leave it in a, a good state at the moment. Everything's pretty healthy and, uh, and uh, go down a different track and, and, and take on a different experience.
0: And the family all uh, supportive, Matt, uh, wanting to head back to, to Victoria?
2: Very much so. It's going to be a bit of a staggered return. I've got a, a son going into year 12. Uh, here in Adelaide over the in the coming months. And uh, so we've got to factor that in as well. Mm. So I'll be uh, a bachelor for the first few months and that'll probably <laughs> certainly just fine. I'll be able to <laughs> dig in and uh, and uh, immerse myself in the new uh, position. So I don't think that's the worst thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, sounds exciting. Um, and as I said, you've you've given so much to Greyhound Racing SA over the last 11 years. And you said yourself that uh, we are in a good position right now in South Australia. Just let's talk about some of the things that have happened over the last 11 years. First of all, the Murray Bridge facility, it was a 9 million dollar investment. Um spectacular um situation up there at Murray Bridge with the track. Um that must have been exciting when that came to fruition. Oh,
2: that was just a a great exercise, a great project and so for most people would be aware um you wouldn't say it exactly replaced Strathalbyn, but it was a uh, we noted that Strathalbyn the design there was outdated and we had to look at another either uh, operating on that side or another track in that region. So to put in a dual track facility and, and give trainers here and greyhounds here the diversity of a one-turn track and a straight track uh, as opposed to just two-turn racing was a really important part of the strategy. Um, one of the things going back to 2010 was that not only um, uh, were there some challenges with our um with our venue strategy around the state, but we only had one design of track, the old two-turn. So to get both of those new um, designs in and, and get them into such a fantastic site at Murray Bridge with such a supportive council down there and um, the big part of that strategy is the fact that in the long term as people find some of the northern regions harder to um, invest into um, I think there'll be more affordable and more accessible opportunities in that region so Murray Bridge will just become increasingly important to us strategically as every year passes.
0: Yeah, exactly right. Uh, it's been a, a wonderful um, thought process and I guess finally we're seeing racing at Murray Bridge which is, uh, which is spectacular. Um, G6 racing, Matt, um, this was something that I guess uh, caught everybody by a little bit of surprise. Um, other states haven't gone that way but we have. Uh, tell us about the thought process about G6 racing and how well it's going right now.
2: Yeah, so it, it, it's a bit complicated but um, the opportunity for six dog racing gave us a chance to expand our schedule, and having expanded the schedule now and enjoyed the benefits of the wagering that's flowed from that, we're now able to. Um, I think the term I'd use is fatten out the uh, races through the middle of the meeting. So, our ideal scenario is to is to run our eight and a half weekly meetings or our um, seventeen fortnightly meetings um, with with um, opening. Uh, G6 races over the first four leagues and, and what we'd call G8 or full, <laughs> full fields through the quaddy and come home with G6 in the end. To us, that's the perfect balance mm. um, which marries up supply um, and maximum racing opportunities with the wagering outcomes which flow from it. So we've found it's been a really big part of our lift. Um, just, just to give you a sense, in the period that we've had G6 in, um, state money has also increased 81%. Yeah. So, um, so it, that's a... That's really probably the clearest um, indication that um, that the um, that the the um, chance that the board book well, it's not a chance, but the confidence that they had in that model um, mm. has been vindicated, and those returns are now flowing back to um, participants in SA.
0: Yeah, stake money uh, tripling, of course, since two thousand and eleven. And and I guess what's the turnover been like, uh, Matt, on the uh, G six racing?
2: Oh, the turnover. So we've we've found if you, if you run an entire a meeting of g6 um, you come off by about eight percent per race mm-hmm. but when you run a balance of g6 and g8 there's almost no impact at all so really i think what punters are looking for is is uh, is some um, fuller fields through the middle of the race meeting and and when they have that there's really very little impact from having g6 flanking at the beginning and end
0: mm. and your last day will be january 14th is that correct
2: Yes, that's coming along quickly, but um, yes, it will be. <laughs> I'm going to have to get a little bit of work done over Christmas, I think.
0: Yeah, so who steps into your shoes uh, for the time being when you uh, walk away, Matt? Uh,
2: so um, we're um, talking to our, our um, CEO at the moment. will be coming in as an acting CEO, Gavin Bosch, mm-hmm. um, and he'll be taking up that position um, for the period that they go through the recruitment. Um, obviously, at Christmas time, it's hard to get that process um, um, well progressed, but over January they'll be making, it, making a fairly wide uh, search and recruitment process, and um, I expect that an appointment will come into the role from about March, April, at which time I'll end up coming back to South Australia for a week to to help with the induction of whoever's yeah. fortunate enough to um, uh, take over the chair.
0: What's been your best racing highlight over the last 11 years, Matt, since you've been in the role? Oh, that's um, interesting. I reckon...
2: Um, uh, one of, the, one of the nicest experiences was probably um, uh, uh, was Ernie Arrow in the Adelaide mm-hmm. Cup. There yep. was such a great role for Ernie Arrow. Obviously, we had Fernando Bale across mm-hmm. here also break the million-dollar mark, so that was a, a fairly historical moment. Um, there just have just been so many good dogs come across, and it, it's been such a thrill to see how the quality of racing here in South Australia is gradually building and building over time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's also reflected in the breeding figures as well. So, listen, Ernie Bungaro was a pretty popular win. I think at the time, I'd,
0: I reckon I'd hang the hat on that one. Yeah, it's a good one too. Uh, Matt, look, thank you for your time on the dog uh, Dogcast. Um, we do wish you the very best of luck. Uh, we thank you for all your efforts over the last 11 years in Greyhound Racing, South Australia. You've done so much for the industry and we wish you and your family a great Christmas and uh, an excellent new year and I guess uh, a great opportunity for you in the golfing world coming up. So best of luck, Matt.
2: Thanks very much, and I wish all the best to the industry. It's been racing has given me such a fantastic experience, and so I hope we can just keep the momentum going and and make sure that everyone has a a really prosperous, prosperous and viable future. Thanks, Matt. Project. Good on you,
0: thanks, Matt Corby. There, Sean, our yep. guest on the dogcast. He's done so much for greyhound racing in South Australia. You know firsthand how much he's done. So um, you would like to say a couple of words before we end today's program. Yeah, have abso- a great Christmas. Absolutely,
1: great interview there, Tim. As well, I thought I'd just stay out of that because I work quite closely mm. with Matt yeah. and um, good responses. I mean, Matt's um, anyone who's had any dealings with Matt knows what a professional person he is, and also what a, a good human he is as well. He'll give anyone at the time of day. I imagine you know when he first started here. Um, he probably didn't know what he would he would yeah. um, encounter here in SA racing and where you might get to. I think um, he's he's gone above and beyond mm. what an expectation would have been of a CEO. I think he's he's driven um, our industry forward. Um, he's made it extremely profitable for people who are involved in it, giving people livelihoods. Um, and as I said, he, he's such a professional administrator, a, a terrific person, and he'll be sorely missed. Uh, make no mistake, mm. he's done a lot for this industry. Um, people saying nothing is actually a compliment. Yep. Um, actually, I th- there's a lot of people saying a lot of positive things about Matt, and that's a true highlight to him. So I mean, he'll be very much missed. Uh, I know he has a passion for golf, and so it's a great job for him to go and get mm. to get back to Melbourne. But uh, yeah. Um, uh, looking, uh, I wish him all the best in uh, his future endeavours and, uh, yeah, look forward to what the next part of GRSA holds for, for yeah. us in
0: the industry. Yeah, we wish him very well. Our last show for the year, Sean. So yep. well, it's been a big, big year in greyhound racing in South Australia. Yep. My highlight, just quickly as we wrap up, my highlight for the year, probably, I would have two. I'd have the Gawler Cup winner, Victor Grosso, which yep. was uh, outstanding win coming from behind. He's a young dog on the up. And I reckon the Shane McQueen final at Murray Bridge with um, with rushes getting through, winning that yep. race, the first time it's been run at Murray Bridge was probably the two highlights for me. The Adelaide Cup was good, probably yep. didn't get the result that most South Australians wanted, uh, but it was a great race. But for me, the Gawler Cup and the uh, the Shane McQueen. What about yourself? Well, I've, I've got a couple. Um, my highlight is actually Sir Truculent
1: winning the Group 1 in Queensland okay. for Wally Harkins. We know the, the dominance he's had in South Australia, but he, that elusive Group 1 had... He hadn't been able to claim it. Mm. So it, uh, he was sent up there to Tony Brett and everyone at Angle Park was watching. And it was one of those races, Tim, that the race was over halfway yeah, was. through and everyone mm. could just enjoy it. And the place erupted watching the truck get home. So that was an absolute true racing highlight. One of my highlights also is the the redevelopment of Angle Park mm. and the opening of the venue. Four months for that to be achieved. Uh, a lot of work from... Um, from GRSA, Scott catch as we know, the man mm. behind that, the AGRC having the confidence to to go ahead and do it, and for it to be done in four months. Mm. And now I don't think anyone could to dispel that Angle Park is a terrific venue, uh, mm. even better than what it was before, and the racing is terrific. So um, they're probably my main highlights yep. for
0: the year. Yep. It's been a great year. Thanks yep. for your help, Sean, on the Dogcast. We'll hopefully do it all again in 2022. Absolutely, Tim. Thank you as well. Have a good Christmas with you and your family. You too. Thanks, Sean.